0: Bed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Sunday. Hope you're all doing well. I know I am. Got a game to run today. Oh, boy. But, Before we get into anything, here is a voicemail from Jason. Thank you, Jason. Go ahead. Hey, Glenn. Jason here. Just as far as the initiative goes, you know, I agree with your take. It needs to be a quick around the table, especially for online games. Otherwise, people get distracted easily. So ICRPG actually does it really well. The player next to the GM goes, then the next player, you know, they go around in a circle, and then finally GM moves the NPCs and the GM just prompts to keep going on. So it'll be, you know, Joe, what's your action? Okay, John, what are you doing? Joe, what are you doing? And, you know, just like that, and goes around pretty quick. It actually works really well. Conceptually, I love the more complex versions like traditional AD&D or even like the new Hackmaster with, you know, with their second steps and things. You know, something happening every second. I like that conceptually, but as far as actual play goes, the simpler initiative definitely works better, so hope that helps take care bye thank you for that voicemail jason yeah uh initiative i kind of like the way icrpg does it too and i'm surprised that i don't do it that way myself maybe if i've maybe if i start playing icrpg on a regular basis we could do something but i I don't know i just to me it's a d6 or a d10 and just go you know just call out the numbers And sometimes it's fun if you want to shake it up a little so it doesn't go the same time. Because, again, like the, you know, one side or another initiative, it starts getting a little predictable. And and I like it where, you know, if somebody has to hold their action, that's fine. But otherwise, let the dice fall where they may. And this is the order we're going to do it for for this round. I also like ICRPG because that's the way board games have been doing it from for millennia. So there's nothing wrong with that. Usually with me, laziness wins, and I will do that sometimes. I've also heard of decks-based initiative, like, okay, we're going to go from the highest decks to the lowest, and da 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 Makes it a little harder for the game master who's running a whole horde, but I'm sure there's some way to house rule or hack that. But, yeah, I like the way I see RPG does it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and get a little more into that in the coming weeks, I hope, maybe with my grandson, Gage, or something. But anyway, thank you for sending me that email. That was fun. Now, I'm going to talk about retconning, retconning a campaign. I have not really thought this out much because I never had to do it much. And most people will never have to do it very much, or hardly at all, if they start off with, if they're starting with something pre-published, it's different than when you're starting with something you made yourself, or you and the, the players made yourself. And even then, you can just hand wave it by saying, oh, well, this is my version of X, Greyhawk Forgotten Realms, wherever. But as far as retconning goes, I think it should be. I'm thinking about it. It should probably should be done sparingly because most most games, most game campaigns. If you're not saying, "Okay, I'm going to run the Minterlands," or "I'm going to run, I'm going to run Dark Sun," or something like that, most people, when they're starting out, they sit down. Okay, we have a map with a town for the players a ruined temple or ruins or something like this over here for them to check out a forest over here that they haven't gone into very much and maybe a river or lake nearby let's go and that is the crux of the campaign world right there some people don't even name it until like the third or fourth this is my world this is uh, I don't have a name for it yet you know that kind of thing and so, things happen and I've always been, been you know, I've been a proponent of the, it, I don't care what's pl- possible, it's what's plausible. And plausible for retconning gives you a lot of leeway because you can always come up with an alternative reason why things are different than when you remember them. Comic book companies do this all the time. So... You you had some guy kill the big, the big bad, the big red dragon in the area. You already established there's no more dragons in this area. They're all to the east. And then somebody goes out and says, Oh, I've gotten all this treasure from, I stole it from the red dragon up in the hills. Well, the heroes vanquished the red dragon about a year ago. And maybe he stole his treasure and he comes back telling tales of a great big red dragon. Now, there's several reasons. that he He can run into a red dragon even though he killed it off. It could have been a sibling dragon. It could have been a... Maybe it was a dragonling that managed to grow up by himself or something there. Maybe another red dragon from another area moved in. Maybe this, that, and the other thing. But there are certain times when... You're going to have to, like, do a redo on things. Or it may not be the way people remember it around the town. If it happened, like, over 50 years ago, then there's going to be some variation told on these stories. Even 20 years ago, there's going to be some... It's like the game of telephone. You know, some people who've seen it tell of it and then they tell of it to somebody else and somebody else tells it. You get it like fifth hand, all of a sudden the story has changed. And that can happen also over the course of years, decades, things like that. There's that. These are the kind of things that are gold to the GM because you can use them to retcon stuff, as I said. Now, like I said, I think you should take retconning with you should use a light hand on it, otherwise, the players are going to not know what went on there. And especially if they have had a big hand in defeating, say, the big bad evil priest and destroying his temple. And all of a sudden, like five, five sessions down the road, there's the temple still there and I'm not talking about a new temple or somebody moving in. the exact same temple with the exact same bad guy now ordinarily continuity in a game like I've told you I just talked about is flexible and if you're retconning it that's all well and good but it's more fun to come up with a reason why it's the way it is or just leave it the way it is. some things you just got to leave alone some things that happen especially if the player characters are involved in its change in its building in its destruction something like that because you don't want to take that away from the player characters you know i had a i had a major battle with this 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 demon from the pits of hell and here's his head to prove it and i've got it mounted over the thing and it's like this and then this this demon starts Coming out of the crack of the abyss and starts terrorizing again. Well, who's that guy up there? You know that kind of thing, because you don't want to take you don't want to take away their sense of accomplishment, and that's why you have to retcon with the with the light hand, unless you're do unless you're doing something totally drastic. Saying oh this ta- this story takes place fifty years to a hundred years after the your player characters are there. I, for instance, my friend Matt running Midgarthor, he has two different campaigns going. And one is like a few months ahead of the other in timeline. And they're also about a couple thousand miles away from each other. He has to keep track of that. He must be really, really good at continuity. And because if I had to do that in two different campaigns instead of in the same campaign world... With time and distance apart, I think I would just go nuts. I <laughs> just I cannot keep track of things like that unless I take copious copious notes. I'd probably break one note using it. Go back to the go back to the compo books, but I, it, it just seems impossible for me to me to keep track of that. Some and I'm sure he's retconned stuff before. And the, like I said, the easiest thing about the, the game is it's so flexible. These things are so flexible. All you got to do is remember, don't take away stuff from the PCs. If that was a major thing they did in that world and it changed the world, I think that change should stand. And that way, they get a sense of accomplishment. They had an effect in the world. And that's the whole point. Try to lead the world a better place, you know, that kind of thing. And they've got to... They've got to have their moments. They do have to have their moments. Otherwise, it's not fun. It's it's not for them, and if ultimately it's not fun for you because they're just kind of bored and kind of disgusted in the whole thing, and you just you know you don't take don't take glory away from player characters. Do not take glory away from characters. There's there's the watchword right there. Do not take the glory away by retconning or something like that. So, like I said, take a retcon with a with a light hand. And you should be all right. It shouldn't happen very often, but like I said, and if it's and if there's a big problem in the game with the players in that, sit them down and talk to them, saying, "Okay, look, I screwed up here, so I'm going to retcon this over here," and that'll most time the players will will be okay with it, as long as you're honest and forthright and you know, just be honest with them. But you can come up with other uh, part to me. You know, if you retcon something like that, well, there's another adventure right there. As long as you're not, like I said, as long as you're not taking the glory away from the the characters, or maybe you should. And and here's 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 where I go. I contradict myself. Rarely, on a rare occasion, retcon it and take away the glory and let them find out why, or they have to find out why. And maybe they have to redo what they did or something that had to do with it. Because to me, every time there's something like that comes up, comes up, there's an opportunity for another adventure. But like I said, don't do too often. Take a light hand and they'll be all right with it. So, there's my advice. I'm going to go start my day. All right. So, if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, just get hold of me at oldmangrognar.gmail.com or you can... Drop a voicemail and Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month you two can help support this program. I would thank you, and thank you again, Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan, Carlos, and Daniel. You guys are great. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.